feed me now! I'm starving! I would not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Now that is a man who has eaten a lot of beef. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for another episode of Stories. This week we're talking about fast food and eating out. I know we've talked about this before and we've touched on it in past episodes and we talk about it all of the time in the stream, but it's one of those topics that I always love to come back to because, well, it involves food and I love my food. And really, don't we all? Fast food restaurants have always had a place in my heart because we didn't go out to them very much when I was a kid. As I've talked about in previous episodes, going out to eat was a treat. We ate in all of the time. Primarily because with a family of five and three growing kids, it was cheaper to eat at home. So going out was a treat. It wasn't the usual thing. It was a treat. And so every time we went out, it was an occasion. It was something that stuck in my head. And I remember the places that we used to go. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Because a lot of the places that we used to go when I was a kid or when I was a young adult, they no longer exist. And so part of the purpose of this episode is to kind of pay tribute to those places that I used to love and that have disappeared... (laughs) Because without this, we'll never hear about them again. Okay, maybe you will if you go Google defunct fast food restaurants. But these are the ones that I remember. These are the ones that I went to. They have a special place in my memory banks only because it was such a rare occasion when we went to them. So they stuck in my head. Now, we did, of course, have Burger King and McDonald's and Wendy's came into the picture later on. And those places are obviously still around, and I have some things to say about those too. I have favorite things from each of those places that I want to talk about at the end of the episode. And there's also the Friendly's restaurants and ice cream parlors. Friendly's has a soft spot in my heart for a a number of reasons. One of them being it was the place that we would go for ice cream after church on hot summer afternoons. Church would usually let out around noon, and if it was really hot out and Mom didn't feel like cooking and she wanted to give us a treat, we would stop by the Friendly's and we'd each get a cone. But Friendly's is also the place that has one of the greatest ice cream sundaes ever invented. Now, that Sunday is the Reese's Pieces Sunday. You can still get a pale imitation of the original Reese's Pieces Sunday at Friendly's if you go there. But the original Reese's Pieces Sunday at Friendly's was unbelievably good. Oh my god, it was so good. First of all, the Reese's Pieces Sunday came in a giant goblet. And when I say giant, imagine something big enough to hold five scoops of ice cream. That was the basis for the original Reese's Pieces Sunday. Five scoops of ice cream. Think about that for a second. And this is back in the day. They didn't cheap you on the scoops. They gave you a scoop of ice cream. And they put five of them in this goblet. Then on top of the ice cream, which could be any flavor you chose, or it could be five different flavors. On top of that ice cream, you would get... Hot peanut butter sauce. Oh, it was so good. But wait, they also put hot fudge on it too. Hot peanut butter sauce and hot fudge on five scoops of ice cream. Oh my God, it was so good. And then top that with whipped cream. Mm Mm-hmm, whipped cream. And then a handful of Reese's Pieces, all scattered atop the ice cream and the whipped cream. And then... A cherry on top of that. That was such a good Sunday. Oh my god, that's why Friendly's has a warm spot in my heart. That Sunday was the ultimate ice cream Sunday. 
Now, I never had one of those when I was a kid. When I was a kid, when we went to Friendly's, Dad's rules, you can get a small. That was all we were allowed, a small cone or a small cup. You don't need all that ice cream. We were able to get smalls. But when I went away to college, there was a Friendly's at the mall near where I was in school. And a couple of buddies and me discovered the Friendly's at the mall and the Reese's Pieces Sunday. It became a regular stop. We would go to that mall, not to shop, but to go to Friendly's. But see what happens? I got distracted. I got thinking about ice cream. I got talking about that Sunday. Oh my God, that Sunday was so good. And I lost track of where I'm going. I'm supposed to be talking about the restaurants that don't exist anymore that I loved going to when I grew up. But once I get that ice cream Sunday in my head, oh my God, I remember that. Oh, it was so good. Okay, okay. Anyway, let's serious up. We would usually go out to restaurants when I was a kid, to the fast food kind of places like the McDonald's, like the Burger King's. But back when I was a kid, McDonald's and Burger King were not the huge conglomerates, be-all and end-all that they are now. There was a lot of competition back when I was a kid. There were a lot more different fast food restaurants that existed. For instance, one of the first places that I remember going is a place called Carol's. Now, there was nothing special about Carol's. It was a hamburger place. It served hamburgers and cheeseburgers and fries. They had some fancy thing called the Club Burger. That was Carol's claim to fame. And Carol's was a great drive-up restaurant that we went to when I was a kid living in upstate New York. And I remember the name and I remember enjoying going there. Was it anything memorable? Was it anything better than McDonald's? No, not really. It was just hamburgers and fries, but it was a great place because we got to go out and eat burgers in the car. I don't know what it was about being a kid and eating burgers in the car, but it was cool. One of the other burger places that we went to was a place called Burger Chef. I've mentioned Burger Chef in the past, and if you're a fan of Mad Men, they actually talk about doing advertising for Burger Chef. It did exist back in the 60s and the 70s, finally went out of business late 70s, 80s, something like that. But I remember going to a Burger Chef a few times as a kid. And again, it's nothing special. It was nothing different than McDonald's or Burger King. It was burgers and fries and drinks, and that's what you got there. Were the prices any better? I, I don't know. I was a kid. I don't remember. I think we went to Burger Chef because we were in close proximity to one. I don't think it mattered to my dad if it was Burger Chef or Burger King or McDonald's. If it had burgers, that was fine. That was all he was worried about. Another one of those hamburger places was a place called Geno's. I remember Geno's, too. The thing I liked about Geno's was it was opened up by a former football player, Gino Marchetti played in the 50s and the 60s, opened up his own burger chain. And so when you went to Gino's, you were eating at a football player's restaurant. That was cool to me. I thought that was awesome. So we would go to Gino's on occasion. And then one of the other fast food type places we went to was a place called Lums. Now, there weren't any Lums near us in New Jersey, but we discovered Lums on a road trip up to Boston, one of the vacations that we took took us up to Boston and there was a Lums on the way up there. I don't remember where. I just remember we stopped at a place called Lums. And the reason it stuck in my head is because my mother fell in love with their hot roast beef sandwiches. For years and years and years after we went to that Lums, my mom would say, oh, I wish there was a Lums nearby. I love their hot roast beef. I can't remember going to Lums more than once or maybe twice in my life but my mom was hooked on that roast beef. She must have gone to Lums on her own somewhere along the line because I can't imagine being someone so in love with roast beef that much that they would obsess about it for literally decades. But Lums was the place my mom always wanted to go back to. 
I don't, for the life of me, remember what I had at Lum's. I just remember Lum's existed and mom loved the roast beef. Now, back when I was growing up, we didn't go to too many sit-down type restaurants. First of all, there weren't that many. I remember one place that was advertised on TV called Beefsteak Charlie's. We saw the Beefsteak Charlie's commercials all of the time. Beefsteak Charlie offered all-you-can-eat shrimp and all-you-can-eat salad, and they had beer, wine, and sangria. I remember that commercial. All-you-can-eat shrimp, all-you-can-eat salad, beer, wine, and sangria. Come to Beefsteak Charlie's. We'll spoil you. Something like that. That was something like the words of the commercial. It's been a while since I heard it. But yeah, Beefsteak Charlie was represented by a guy who looked like a butcher, but with a tie and an apron, and he was a very friendly, stocky fella, always inviting you to come to Beefsteak Charlie's. And we never went. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just not a place that we could either afford or that was close enough. The place we did go was the Hanover Trail Steakhouse. The Hanover Trail Steakhouse was kind of like an Applebee's, a TGI Friday's, but it wasn't a major chain. It was a local steakhouse. Now, those other steakhouses, Bennigan's is the place that I used to go when I was in college and shortly after college. Bennigan's was huge. Bennigan's was TGI Friday's before TGI Friday's. Bennigan's was Applebee's before Applebee's. Bennigan's was big and then they went out of business. But Bennigan's was one of those cheap steakhouses. I guess that's the best way to put it. Now think about that phrase for a second. Cheap steakhouse. If you've ever had cheap steak, <laughs> you know you know it's really not something that you want. If you're going to have steak, have a good steak. Go to a real steakhouse. I've had cheap steak. That's probably why I don't like steak now. I don't eat steak. It's too tough, it's too chewy, it's too something. I've never been a steak fan, and it's probably because a lot of the steakhouses that I went to when I was young were cheap steakhouses, so I never got a really good cut. But Bennigan's was the big place. TGI Fridays, they're still around. Applebee's, they're still around. Ponderosa and Bonanza Steakhouses. Now, those were different in that instead of having table service, you would walk into the restaurant and you'd grab a tray at the door and then you'd walk along the counter and you'd order whatever steak you wanted. And they had different cuts. And you could order number one or number seven or whatever. And then in addition to what you ordered, they also had the free salad bar. That was included with your steak. Or you could order the salad bar as your meal, which I wound up doing because I discovered I didn't like cheap steak. So what I would do is I'd order up the salad bar. Because the salad bars back in the day, it wasn't just lettuce and tomato. It wasn't just cucumbers and cheese. You had chunks of ham and chunks of bacon. You had ginormous croutons. You had macaroni salad. You had potato salad. You had row upon row of different things you could put in the salad. You wanted chickpeas? They were there. You wanted hunks of cauliflower? Sure, they were there. You wanted cold peas? Sure, they were there. I mean, everything and anything that you could think of putting on a salad, they had it at the Ponderosa and Bonanza salad bar. And so if I was going to the steakhouse, I went for the salad. I did that too with a place called Steak and Ale. Steak and Ale was a combination of Bennigan's and Ponderosa because you would go sit down and you could order your meal, but they also had a huge salad bar. And it rivaled the one at Ponderosa and Bonanza. So you could order your steak at Steak and Ale and get the salad bar free. Or you could order the salad bar as your meal. So that was always my go-to move at the steakhouses. Get the salad bar. You don't have to struggle through a cheap cut of meat. Just enjoy the salad. It was good. Now, the other restaurants that I discovered, and this is after I moved out when I was in my 20s and my 30s, was the Mexican restaurants. My dad would never go to a Mexican restaurant because, well, seasoning. 
there was spices in that food. We couldn't have that. But me, I discovered Mexican food, and I discovered I loved it. Now, of course, places like Chi-Chi's and South of the Border and Chevy's and Chili's, it's not real Mexican. But for a kid growing up on the East Coast, it was as close as I was going to get anytime soon. So when I discovered a place called Chi-Chi's, and you could sit down and order burritos or tacos or enchiladas, I was in my glory. I thought this was awesome. Chi-Chi's, sadly, as far as I know, no longer exists. I haven't seen a Chi-Chi's in ages. Although, interestingly, you can find Chi-Chi's tortilla chips and Chi-Chi's salsa in the supermarket. They still have the brand name on them, but you can't find the restaurant anymore, which is kind of weird. Same with South of the Border. I haven't seen a South of the Border in ages. I'm assuming they went out too, but you can still find South of the Border salsa in certain supermarkets. But they were sit-down Mexican-like restaurants. I guess the best way to describe Chi-Chi's and South of the Border is there to Mexican food what Red Lobster is to seafood. It's a close approximation, but it was good. Now, Chevy's is another Mexican place that's still around, at least near me. And Chevy's and Chi-Chi's and South of the Border all had a great dessert called fried ice cream. If you've never had fried ice cream, it's definitely worth a trip just for that. Somehow they take the ice cream, they have a hard fried crust around the ice cream that's kind of like a churro, except it's wrapped around the ice cream. Oh my goodness, it's so good. If you've never had fried ice cream, even if you don't go to one of the chains, go find a Mexican restaurant near you and try the fried ice cream. Now, as I've gotten older, one of the things that I've discovered that I like a lot is a diner. Now, the thing that I've also discovered is that diners seem almost unique to New Jersey. Every town seems to have its own diner. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe a diner to people who don't have diners near them. If you know Denny's, or if you know IHOP, a diner is basically a local version of a Denny's or an IHOP. Now, I didn't discover Denny's until I left the state of New Jersey. I happen to love Denny's. Not because I like their burgers, not because I like their chicken, not because I like their main meals. I like any place where I can get a good breakfast. Breakfast is probably my favorite meal of the day. So any place that I can get good breakfast, whether it's omelets or scrambled eggs and toast or hash browns or sausage patties, that place is good to me. That's why I like Denny's. That's what I go to Denny's for. And that's why I like diners. So any restaurant that's like a diner to me is a place that I'm definitely going to go. And one of the ones that I used to go to that no longer exists is Bob's Big Boy. In Ohio, they were called Frisch's. I guess Frisch is the name of the guy who owns the franchise. The franchise was the big boy restaurants. And you've probably seen the mascot, the boy with the lick of hair sticking up and the checked overalls holding up a platter of hamburgers. That's big boy. Bob's big boy was pretty big in Pennsylvania. Frisch's was pretty big in Ohio. And I loved going there when I was driving back and forth from New Jersey to Ohio because you could get breakfast any time of the day. Wait, I can sit down at five o'clock in the afternoon and get scrambled eggs and toast. Boom, sign me up. And to this day, I still love going to the diner. I'll go to the diner three or four times a week if I can. Any variety of eggs and toast, omelets and toast, put some sausage in there, I'm there. Count me in. But with all of those places that I've eaten and gone to in my life, there's still the big three fast food restaurants that are my go-to places. I think of all of them, Wendy's is my favorite. And I think that's for two reasons. Number one, when I was a struggling college student and I needed a place to eat, Wendy's had a salad bar. If you haven't noticed, I like salad bars. <laughs> Anything where I can load up my plate, pay one price, and eat as much as I can hold, that's my kind of place. And that's the way the Wendy's salad bar used to be. 
They don't have that anymore. But when you went to Wendy's back in the olden days, they had a full-blown salad bar just about as good as Bonanza or Ponderosa. They had a wide variety of things you could put on your salad and you'd pay one price. I think it was $4.99 and you could eat all the live long day. And believe me, as a struggling college student, I did. I ate a lot of salad. So that's one of the reasons that I loved Wendy's because it fed me and it fed me well. But the other reason that I like Wendy's is their burgers, to me, are just about the freshest you'll ever get from a fast food place. You can have your McDonald's burgers. They're not bad. You can have your Burger King burgers with their flame-broiled taste. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same. Wendy's burgers are fresh, and I can't beat that. I've never had a bad Wendy's burger to this day. In all the years I've been having burgers at fast food places, Wendy's is number one as far as burgers is concerned. Burger King, I can take or leave their burgers. But when I was on the road a lot back when I was young, and I needed to get breakfast in a hurry, Burger King introduced breakfasts. So you could go to the drive-thru at Burger King. Now, this was a new thing. Burger places didn't always serve breakfast. They decided they wanted to expand their reach, and they introduced breakfast to their menus. And Burger King and McDonald's opened up with breakfast menus, I want to say, the late 70s, early 80s, something like that. And McDonald's had the Egg McMuffin, and that's good, and it's fine. But the Burger King breakfast to me, oh my god, that's why I love Burger King. Not because of the burgers, not because of the fries. They had a thing that they introduced called the French Toast Sticks. Oh my goodness, those were so tasty. French Toast Sticks were essentially the chicken fingers of breakfast. You'd get six or seven French Toast Sticks in a box, and a dipping sauce that consisted of nothing but maple syrup. So you would take your French Toast Stick dip it in your maple syrup, and oh my goodness, it was heaven on your tongue. But if you didn't feel like French toast sticks, Burger King also had the egg and sausage croissant sandwich. Oh, the croissant sandwich was so good. No English muffins at Burger King. You had croissants. And when they put stuff on it, they called it a croissant sandwich, which I thought was clever at the time. I mean, it's marketing, but it sold me. Egg and sausage croissant sandwich at Burger King. Great breakfast. Combine an egg and sausage croissant sandwich With the Burger King hash browns? Oh, those hash browns were so delicious. I don't know what they did to them at Burger King, but I love those hash browns. Oh my God. Get the sandwich, get the hash browns, get a cup of coffee, hit the road, you're good. That would hold me all day. And that's why Burger King has a soft spot in my heart. And that brings me to McDonald's. We did go to McDonald's when I was a kid. We didn't go to any of these places a lot, but McDonald's was one of the places that we went to. And McDonald's fries were always the best fries to me. Always, always, always. They have since changed the recipe, so they're not the same. The fries are very different now than they were when I was a kid. They're still good, but not the same. I'll still eat McDonald's fries, and I still prefer them to most every other fast food place. But I wish there was a way I could get you guys to taste the original McDonald's fries. Oh my goodness, you would just walk into the McDonald's and you'd catch a whiff of those fries. And then that first fry that you took out of your little fry bag, oh, it was so good. Oh, I would always go to the fries first because they were just so good. Their burgers were fine. The filet of fish was good. It was a nice change of pace from a burger if you didn't want a burger. But then McDonald's also introduced the Big Mac. Now, if you've never had a Big Mac, it's a really tasty burger. And I'll never forget my first Big Mac. I bit into that and I said, oh my goodness, there's some great flavors in here. Now, I've had Big Macs in recent years. And again, either they've changed the recipes or my taste buds have changed. It's not the same as it used to be. They still make it the same way. It just doesn't taste quite the same as I remember. 
That's a funny thing about memory, I guess. You remember things a different way. You remember things often better than they were. But it's objectively verifiable that McDonald's has changed the recipe for their French fries and for the Big Mac, which is unfortunate because I miss my original French fries and I miss my original Big Mac. I remember how good they were and it's just not the same anymore. But then, isn't that life? (laughs) That's the thing we discover as we grow up. It's just not the same anymore. By the way, before I close, I do have to revisit the Big Mac just for a second because I was shocked to learn that not everybody knows the Big Mac song. When I was a kid, they marketed the Big Mac with a song for all of the ingredients. But kids these days, and even young adults in their 20s and some in their 30s, don't know the recipe to the Big Mac. They did this jingle for literally years on TV. And so there are certain people of a certain age who absolutely remember two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. And there was a jingle. Two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. And they drilled that combo into our head over and over and over again with the commercials. And I remember those ingredients to this day. So here's the thing you want to remember in case it ever comes up on Trivial Pursuit or if you're on a quiz show and somebody asks you, what are the seven ingredients for McDonald's Big Mac? You will know. Two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Don't forget that. There will be a quiz at the end of the episode. Okay, there won't. But now you have it in your head, too. That's going to do it for this episode of Storytime. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you're not too hungry after all of that. I know I am. I'm trying to decide if I want to go to the salad bar, go to the diner, or go grab some McDonald's fries. While I figure it out, you guys take care of yourselves. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.